Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode of JAT Cast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I'm your host, Luke Donovan. This month, we will review two articles over two short episodes from the thematic issue of the Journal of Athletic Training, focusing on youth sports specialization and the impact specialization has on health and society. The overall goals of the two episodes is to present both the impact that youth sports specialization has on health and on athletic performance. For the first episode, I will summarize the article titled Health Consequences of Youth Sports Specialization by Dr. Niryu Gianthi and colleagues from Emory University School of Medicine, San Diego State University, and Will Cornell Medical College. For the second episode, I will discuss a comparison of NCAA Division I athletes to their undergraduate non-athlete peers in terms of characteristics that may be predictive of athletic success. As a reminder, the article to discuss today can be found on the JAT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. Let's survey the scene. Within the United States, almost 60 million youth participate in organized sport, and approximately 8 million adolescents participate in high school interscholastic sports each year. Of those participating in interscholastic sports, about half also participate on club teams in order to train year-round in their chosen sport. The prevalence of youth sport specialization ranges from 17 to 41 percent and is often dependent on factors such as age, sex, socioeconomic status, and geographic location. Despite being a common occurrence in today's youth sports, sports specialization may have negative consequences such as psychological burnout and reduced access to sports, considering that many of the year-round clubs are affiliated with high monetary and time costs. Aside from the psychosocial consequences, it is thought that youth sports specialization also contributes to physical issues resulting from lack of appropriate rest, recovery, and repetitive movements. Therefore, the purpose of this paper was to provide an overview of current evidence pertaining to the, social, to the association of sports specialization with injury and illness. The narrative review was constructed by completing a search of peer-reviewed articles through PubMed using the terms youth and sports specialization, injury, or illness. In addition, secondary searches were completed by reviewing the reference list of pertinent articles to identify additional relevant papers. Position and consensus papers that were provided recommendations on the topic from medical and athletic organizations were also included. In order to be included in the review, articles must have been either original research, a consensus statement, or a position paper, written in English, published in 1990 or later, and an aspect of sports specialization examined as a risk factor for injury or illness must have been included. Narratives, systematic reviews, meta-analyses, editorials, critical appraise topics, abstracts, and animal research were not included. Here are some of the primary results from the narrative review. First, the following organizations have released position statements regarding early sports specialization in youth athlete development. The American Academy of Pediatrics, American Medical Society of Sports Medicine, American Orthopedic Society of Sports Medicine, Federation International de Medicine du Sport, International Olympic Committee, National Athletic Trainers Association, and National Strength and Conditioning Association. Across the organizations, no single definition of early sports specialization was used. 
It appears that three-point Jahanthi scale to classify specialization may be most appropriate. To determine if a young athlete is specialized, one point can be assigned to every yes answer to the following questions. Therefore, a score of three equates the child to being highly specialized, two being moderately, and one or zero being minimally specialized. The questions are as follows. Has the athlete quit all other sports to focus on the main sport or only ever played the one sport? Is the primary sport viewed as more important than other sports? And is more than eight months in the year spent training or participating in the primary sport? All of the organizations, with the exception of the International Olympic Committee, or IOC, discouraged early sport specialization. The IOC recognizes the risk factors associated with early sport specialization, but states that early sport specialization can be acceptable if there's a broad range of biomechanical exposures within the sport, as well as sport life balance. All organizations reference both psychosocial and physical risks being associated with early sport specialization. The most common risks provided across the organizations were increased rates of overuse injury, increased mental stress, and increased rates of burnout. Although there is no consensus on what age constitutes as being considered early, there was consensus across the organizations that sport specialization prior to adolescence may increase the risk of overuse injuries and burnout. Some common recommendations to combat the negative consequences of sport specialization is to increase time off during the week and increase time away from the sport between seasons. In addition, some organizations recommended incorporating neuromuscular training and other periodic strength conditioning programs to enhance motor skill development. Finally, all organizations list benefits of early and diversified training, with the most common benefit being increased likelihood of lifetime sport involvement and maintaining a physically active lifestyle. In addition to the consensus statements, another component of the narrative was to highlight the findings of primary research. A total of 12 papers were included in the narrative review. Although methodological approaches vary greatly between studies, generally a link between high specialization and rates of injury was identified. Specifically, the following factors increase one's chances of developing a chronic injury. First, playing on more than one organized team. Second, engaging in competition year-round. Third, participating in more hours of sport per week than in age. And four, a high degree of sports specialization using the previously described scale. Overall, this narrative review synthesized the primary conclusions of consensus statements across numerous organizations and original research studies. Generally, sports medicine organizations promote multi-sport participation to promote physical and psychosocial benefits and diminish negative health-related consequences. Since the recommendations are likely derived from the original research studies, it is of no surprise that the literature supports the consensus statements. Future large-scale, high-quality prospective studies are needed to identify risk factors across specific sports, age groups, and sexes. One area that is also discussed within the review paper is perceptions of sports specialization. It appears a driving force of increased specialization stems from the athlete's and parents' desire for the athlete to play at the college or professional level. This idea sets up our next episode. Well, that's it for today's JAT cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, 
Facebook and Instagram accounts at JT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for next JT Cast episode.